Hey, what's up? Happy, happy, happy day. This is Ramon the Lone Mamba with Home Vision Mortgage. And my name is Daniel Bustamante, and we are happy to bring you another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. We are in Ramon's house right now. It's a beautiful, lovely home, and he's just walking me through the process on how he works with this contractor to get this remodeled and ready to do whatever he needs to do. Um, I found it very interesting, and I thought you guys would also be interested in this as well. So, Ramon... Tell us how this got started and how has it been for you? Yeah, so like uh, Daniel was saying, it's actually like crazy to be in something that me and my wife have been kind of been dreaming and hoping to kind of do. Mm -hmm. And to get this first one under our belt has been pretty, pretty cool. We actually learned a lot of things throughout the process. And like I was telling you before, um, if I don't know if you're interested in remodeling your own home, if you're looking to do either buy and hold and keep a property, or if you're looking to fix and flip, um, these are just some of the things that I took away from the process that I'll probably start implementing just to avoid little mistakes and seeing whatever it is that we can improve. Um, one of the major things that I'm probably gonna do next time I have a contractor and I find a property that I am interested in, I'm definitely gonna be there with a clipboard just making sure I notate all the things that we talk about in regards to, but before I get to there, the contracting company that we got, hands down, their money. Everything they touch, they they actually do their job. Mm -hmm. They do it very efficiently and quickly. And I think that's a very vital thing, but something that stood out to me was just, I know there's a lot of things that happen when you're doing the whole remodel, Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things that are being said, a lot of things that may be overlooked um, or oversight, whatever the case may be. So I feel like as the person that's actually in charge of the renovation, which is you, you're responsible for your property, um, you should look at the work bid. So basically, when you have a contractor come to your property, um, they're going to pretty much go over what do you want to do with the property, and then you, you tell them what you want to do. And they'll let you know if it's possible, if it's uh, if it's gonna if a permit is gonna be needed, required, or if if it's not possible, or how much it'll cost, things of that nature. So they might not have all that information there, but they'll give you a, other options. You can also do this, that, um, and then once that conversation is done, they'll actually start working on the the job bid, the work bid that's gonna list um, the fact that they're looking to add a wall. Um, Swap the cabinets, add granite, break down the fireplace, renovate your kitchen. They'll pretty much have those listed, itemized. Um, it depends. Each contractor works a little bit different. Some of them might not be as detailed as others. Mm -hmm. the, the better the detail is going to be better in the long run because eventually that work is what the rent of the financing team is going to use to loan the money. So, mm -hmm. uh, so what you're saying is. To have that clipboard there and have something that you know you want done because uh, if it's all verbal, you know, we're all human, your contractor may forget to add uh, some lighting here, those outlets that you want to put there. They may just forget, um, not just, that's just something that they look over. So it's very important to have that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Even though there's something that they're going to provide, you should always uh, just do your own due diligence and just work, do, mm -hmm. do it so you have your own documentation as well that you can provide and make it easier the process for them. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I'll probably recommend would be um, try to get at least a minimum of three mm -hmm. contractors to come take a look at the property 
just so you don't like one of them might tell you this whole job might cost 50 grand other one might be at 30 grand other one might be at 70. um you do have to weigh out exactly what's being involved but it gives you a better idea of like who's really can do it um who's giving mm -hmm. you a price that they're just pretty much trying to price you out mm -hmm. or who's going to give you a fair market price so that, those those things i think will be a good things to look into mm. and so we all want to save money here and we all want to keep money in our pocket why should i or should i not go with the cheapest contractor uh, it honestly the reason why you don't want to go with the cheapest contractor because of the like cheap money is going to cost you a lot like when you, mm. when you think about it like okay. um you might have like this bid where somebody comes in and, and they pretty much do a whole renovation at the lowest marketing price that they could potentially do. Yeah. You have to think about what are they actually cutting out? Is mm -hmm. it permits? Is it materials? Mm -hmm. Is it just their labors? There's there's things that you can you can get away with and there's things that you, you can't really get away with. Mm -hmm. When you're thinking of like if you're actually looking to um it depends on your goal. If there's if there's a property that you're looking to keep in as a buy and hold, you could put and you're not planning on selling you could potentially do some things that you definitely can't do, as you know, as a realtor, right? Yeah. Um, when you're like, put, trying to put a property on the market. Have you ever come across a property that somebody put on the market that was that had renovations done and they weren't permitted or anything like that? Yeah, that, that really comes back, um, like if they fixed the roof and we don't know the real age of the roof because they didn't pull a permit to get that work done, that's where that person's going to pay for that work. They may have gotten a cheap quote for that roof, but that contractor, that roofing company, uh, skipped that permit. So I have come across things yep. like that. And the same, the same comes up across when you're trying to, if you're doing a fix and flip and you decide to add a, to a three, one, you decide to add an extra bathroom to make it a three, two. Um, but your contractor decided to do that on permanent because it'll be cheaper. Mm -hmm. Well, when you go comp out that low, that property, yeah. you can't use any other comps because, um, yeah, it's not permitted. It's not really in that house, yeah. according to. It didn't really happen to mm -hmm. the county. So those are things that you should consider. I know definitely I would consider when I'm looking into it. And that's why you probably don't want to use the cheapest. You want to use somebody that is licensed, mm -hmm. bonded, insured, and is definitely has a few contracting jobs under their belt. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, can you spend too much on renovations? Like, is there a house worth where like oh man those renovations aren't worth that house have you seen that before or what do you for sure for sure like i said it, <clears throat> it definitely depends like what we're trying to do like what's your strategy what's your exit plan for this property if like let's say if you're looking to fix and flip a property and hopefully you're working with a team and your team should consist of not only your contractor to do the job unless you might be handy and, or you're a contractor yourself, you could kind of do that. But if you have a realtor on board, um, let's say, for example, um, you're looking for, to buy a property, you just listed one for 130000 right? Mm -hmm. um, and what's, let's say, an example, the ARV, the, the after repair value of that location is 170, 180, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you need a hundred thousand dollars to repair it. Mm -hmm. Would that does that make sense? That doesn't make sense, right? Because you're you're ending up putting a hundred thousand dollars into a property. So um, if you 
include the purchase and all that and the holding costs and all the, all the things that come into investing mm -hmm. into that property, you're not going to be able to recoup that because you can only sell that property for 180. Mm -hmm. So you just put an extra $50,000 into that house that you can potentially not get back yeah. if you're looking at it as a case of flip. Now, um, things could change depending on what you're actually trying to do. Cause yeah, that it, same situation could be something different. If, if you're looking to live in this house and $100,000 you're able to put in it, you live in it for a while, you, you uh, make the house to your liking. Right. So right. there are different cases where it may be. Yeah. Um, so it comes case by case. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, or if you're looking to, so there's different types of clientele base that you're looking. So if you're trying to consider making it into a stream, hmm. uh, I call it a stream lounge, but just a, a short-term rental, um, you, those are different cases where you might spend a little bit more because the clientele that you're trying to get is a little touristic area. So there's definitely things to consider. Like the most important is just knowing what's your exit plan mm -hmm. when it comes to doing the whole renovation. No, I, I heard of um, these real estate investors telling their contractors, hey, we, we're on this deadline. We have to meet this deadline. Uh, so you have to get everything fixed but like at this time. However, if you fix it before then, there's a little bonus for you to incentivize these contractors. Have you heard of something like that? Is that something? What, what do you think about that? That's smart. I think it's smart. Like if you were to give these guys a deadline, hey, if you fix it before then, extra 3000 I don't know if that's even enough. I don't know. Yeah. But is that something, is that a tool that you're looking to use? or? Um, I, I haven't. Honestly, this is the first time that I heard that incentivized, but that makes sense because um, it's all a numbers game if you look at it like, you're either gonna spend that three grand or whatever with them, or if if they take longer, then you're gonna end up spending that three grand on the holding holding costs costs of mm. just holding the mortgage for whatever period that is mm -hmm. delayed. So that's definitely something to look at in just the specific scenario, which I didn't even think of that was a, a possible thing. Um, but just from the loans perspective, I know like it just also depends on the type of loan that you're you're carrying. So if it's like a conventional FHA, those things have to be done before you get to the closing. Um, with other loans, like the two or three K loan mm -hmm. or the home style renovation loan, these are loans that they are geared for renovation. So they have a timeline between 60 to, depending on how, what the property needs to be done, that can be mm -hmm. done afterwards, but it just depends. And then th those are just renovation loans. Then you have also the type of hard money loans mm -hmm. where those, you want to get it paid as soon as possible. So mm -hmm. that's where it makes the most sense to kind of get three grand because not only are you, the holding cost includes the mortgage of that property, but then you're talking about a, a loan that you have with a 14, whatever interest rate that needs to be paid in a certain amount of dates. So um, that's definitely mm -hmm. something that should be looked at. So we're, we're using this term holding costs uh, to me and you, that's, that's the usual something we talk about often if we're talking fix and flips. However, some of our listeners, what, what are holding costs? What is that? Okay, so the holding costs could, could be everything that includes for you to maintain that property for that current period, which includes the mortgage, which that's the principal, the interest, the taxes, the mm. insurance on that property. If you, if you have a renovation team, you might have to have builder's insurance. Mm. Um, it, it also includes the cost that you have to lend that money. So 
sometimes it, that may just be the renovation mm -hmm. or and the purchase of the loan. It just depends, but it can also include the hard money loan that you're getting mm -hmm. from somebody to to lend you the money to do the renovation. So, and then they have their own. Yeah. So it's it's well. basically um, it's in the name how much it's costing you to hold hold that loan that house for you to own, be the owner of it. Okay. Um, Which is good to have like at least two to three months in reserve, mm -hmm. just in case something happens for for that holding cost because you never know. Like, um, especially if you're trying to do everything by the book, you might be doing, need to have a permit pulled and it just depends on the city mm -hmm. and the, they might have delays or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So that might push, even push like it. if your contractors wanted to get something done, they won't be able to do that because they're waiting on the city to get yeah, the permit done. So dealing with all that. It's always good to have some money in reserves that includes that holding cost. Mm. Okay. Now... Is there like a, what's the worst case scenario? You you fix and flip. You're you're binded to this mortgage and you owe this money. Um, fix and flip doesn't go as planned and you can't sell it. What 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 goes on there? What that is the worst case scenario. So the worst case scenario is you didn't buy the property right right at a right price. Mm -hmm. You bought it at or above market value. Yeah. So thus it leads you to a situation where you're trying to sell it, but you're trying to recoup the money that you spent into that property, but the property isn't, isn't mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. So mm -hmm. you end up holding something and you end up losing a lot of money because you end up not losing just a lot of money, but you end up losing the property potentially mm -hmm. because you can't carry the, the yeah. holding cost. So would you refinance? Would you sell it as a short sale? Um, those, those are all options. Um, I would say leave the country. <laughs> yeah, if if you don't want to do business in America, that those are all options. Um, I would honestly see if you can get another loan to kind of cover that one. Um, mm -hmm. But you are you're probably going into that one taking that L. So it's really just seeing how you can cut your losses at that point. Okay. Um, before you get into that point, I would just say to just know your numbers. Because the only reason you, not the only reason, but probably the reason that you're in that situation was because you weren't looking at your numbers prior to, to getting into that deal. You didn't mm -hmm. do your due diligence. You didn't see how much this property is going to be worth, how much it costs you, um, how much the renovation is going to be. Something mm -hmm. went wrong when you were buying the property. So you should know that you should know if you're going to make money on this property before you get into the property. That's that should be a win-win off the bat. Yeah, and if, okay. if it's not, then it's not a good deal. Then it, you should never probably pull the trigger on that property. Mm. So we, we say all this to say, make sure you have your team. Talk to your loan officer. Talk to a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, talk to one. Talk to your realtor. Talk to a couple of realtors. Talk to your contractor, even if it's your cousin, your brother, your dad, your stepfather. Um, talk to multiple, get different perspectives. Because worst case scenario, the owner of that property is going to be liable for it. Um, so for sure, for sure, we don't want to leave it on a, on a, a negative note because <laughs> it is, but it is things that you have to be accounted for. Because at the end of the day, like Daniel said, you're gonna assume all those responsibilities, whether it be good or bad. This is an, an opportunity for you to, you know, really 
triple your investment, double your investment, whatever the case may be, but you do have to do the due diligence, the homework mm-hmm. to actually know what you're getting into before you get into it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, and this is, you know, the real estate conversation where we have the real estate podcast where we have real conversations with real people in our current state. We appreciate you guys for listening and always just staying there with us as we continue to grow. Yes. And uh, you guys have a fantastic day. Peace. Peace, peace.